Hello and welcome to French Football Weekly, the podcast. Did you miss us? No, this this is when you say you, you missed. Never mind. Let's move on. My name is Chris. I am your host. And uh, you may have noticed we weren't around last week. And uh, the reason for that was simply because we couldn't be. But no, I'm joking. It was purely because we had Coupe de France. And as uh, we've mentioned uh, a number of times on this pod, it is difficult for us uh, UK dwellers to see the games. However, we are luckily joined by Phil this week once again. Phil, how are you doing? I am good. Thank you. Splendid. And Jez is here as well. So good evening to you, Jez. Hello. You were there. And yes. we are going to uh, we're going to go to Phil first of all then for a look back and a little bit of a around the club's review of the last round of the Coupe de France and probably the draw as well. So Phil, what went on last weekend or well, the weekend Ooh. previous? You you missed you missed some crackers, uh, not necessarily. Um, okay, so we when we spoke about the preview for this round, um, we had two sixth tier teams in there, two division uh, teams, and obviously we always like to look at the little guys in this. Unfortunately. Neither of them got through, but mm. it was very different. So, Pedro Cassel, who had previously beaten um, the fourth tier Waskahal on penalties, um, well, they were whomped 7 0 by PSG, with Kylian Mbappe getting five goals in that game. So, they're out. Um, but more interestingly, the other sixth tier team, FCOSK06 or Olympic Strasbourg, as they are better known, who had already knocked out Clermont in the previous round, they were up against Angers, who, as we have discussed many times, are very good. Unfortunately, uh, Angers did manage to score with Blazic on the 16th minute and despite uh, a very valiant effort from Olympique, uh, that's how it ended. So 1-0 was the loss there. And I think this was something where, I mean, we talked about Angers being terrible, but... When you put them up against a sixth-tier team, you could actually see that this was a top-tier team. They The passing was crisper, it was clearer. They didn't do fabulously well, uh, as we've discussed, but you could kind of see the difference. So I think it was tempting to think that this would be, you can only put what, beat what's put in front of you, but they were looking at uh, a top-tier team and that was a very big challenge. So, out 1-0, but a really, really good performance from Olympic Strasbourg to get that far. And in the other games, we did see, not upset so much, but a couple of close calls. So, um 
Uh, fourth tier grass uh, lost on penalties to Rodez from Ligue 2 after a 0 draw. Um, Loyal, in fact, Chris, um, pens, wasn't it? had a bit of a mare against Bastia mm. uh, after a 1 1 draw, but it was a fairly a substantial win in the penalty shootout for one. Um, and then on the second day, Belfort from uh, fourth tier actually went 1-0 up against uh, Ligue 2's Anase, but it went to penalties in the end and they were knocked out. And most impressive maybe was Town from the uh, fifth tier, who got a goalless draw against Nantes, uh, Remy Descamps in goal, not Abon Levant, but that also went the way of the higher team on the penalty shootout. So the one cup set we saw was an extremely frosty game, I have to say. Um, watching that was Lupi. uh hosted uh, fourth-tier Viazon after a nil-nil draw in fairly Baltic conditions. Uh, Viazon won on penalties. Much snow and ice, but they are now the uh, Petit Pousse, the Tom Thumb of the round, and they are, in fact, the only team outside the top two tiers to make it through to the WTMs. They will playing Grenoble in the next round. So that will be something to watch out for. I think Viazon, uh, uh, everybody get your scarves ready for that one. So that will be on the 8th and 9th of February. And for those of you concerned about the lack of uh, TV coverage, uh, one of the games in there is Marseille versus PSG. That will be on regular TV over here. So basically, you only need a VPN and you should be able to watch that. That's the nine o'clock game on uh, Wednesday, the 8th of February. So eight o'clock for you guys. Keep an eye out for that. Could be... A very interesting one. Excellent stuff. Yeah, I think, for memory, I think sometimes if it's a really big game, BT by the rights, so it may end up being shown on UK TV, but I wouldn't bank on it. And, um, yeah, I did I did see, I followed a couple of the stories, and the one that stood out was that that uh, that one in PSG, as you mentioned, where I believe the uh, one of the players for the opposition was an ultra at PSG and uh, essentially was... Um, I think he got Mbappe's shirt and he said that he had to shoot off after the game to go and watch the game that PSG had the following week or something at, at PDP. So, yeah, good some good stories um, from the quote-unquote magic of the cup, which we all know that Loriana are winning. So all of the other teams can just go away. Right. Excellent. Uh, good stuff. Thank you for that, Phil. So you, we, are, uh... you are playing Lance in that. Oh, that's, that's so easy. Have you seen that maybe form recently? Not. Nah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, lots of changes of squads of course which we will um, bring you up to date with towards the end of the pod because a lot is going on we are recording on transfer deadline day so we'll try and keep you abreast of uh, the updates 
with who's gone where. But we've got some action on the pitch to talk about first. We're not really going to focus on too many individual games, more just some of the stories. So um, let's go over the weekend's results. So on Friday night, Lorient continued uh, to surprise many, I think it's fair to say, after a poor period of form. They did win the Breton Derby over Rennes, who equally have been in fairly good nick this season. So that was a big win at the Moustoir. The uh, girls from Moussa Telby from the corner and Theo Labrice, the nephew of manager Theo Labrice, uh, uh, getting the absolute what, 13 and 31 minutes. Uh, tight with one goal back for Ren, proving to not be enough. Withstood, withstood the pressure in the end. Happy days. On Saturday, rather surprising result for Lance. A new signing, Adrian Thomason, who's arrived from Strasbourg, took to the 88th minute for him to notch uh, the uh, equalising goal after LaRouche had put Trois in front. So that ended in a one-all draw. And Marseille-Monaco also didn't really live up to expectations. This I watched this one live. Uh, never really got going. Monaco went in front, deservedly so. Uh, Jordan Veritu putting through his own net after uh, Monaco had missed at least three clear-cut chances. And then Alexis Sanchez straight after half-time, taking advantage of some pretty poor defending to equalise. That ended 1-1. On Sunday... I think at, at this point, I think because these were kind of the top teams mm. and none of them had managed to uh, get a win. Yeah, only, not, only Lorient in the top six. Lorient, in fact, in sixth, was the mm. highest winner of the round. Yeah. So this really opened the opportunity up yeah. for other people, other teams, to either get up there or pull away. And, yeah, uh, moving on to what you were going to say next. Yes, uh, Lille <laughs> were one of those sides who dropped points They as they lost away at Nice. Uh, some mixed news really from this game. Obviously, a goal for Gaetan Lavoie long overdue was the winning goal, but they did lose Nicola Pepe to what could be a potentially season-ending injury. So that's the bad news. But yeah, much overdue, uh, bit of good result taking from Nice. I think that's two and two. For it was the, a beautiful goal. It I was, think yeah. the board started it, pinged it over to Buani, who had the good sense to put it back. I think Cabela messed up at both ends. Yeah, yeah. I'd have said it was a huge defensive error. I mean, they took it well He's off. He's not huge, though. He is small. You know, so, yeah, it was a crappy back pass he attempted, but not sure why you'd leave him back there in the first place. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that was definitely multiple missed opportunities in the game and overall a missed opportunity to get themselves back up the table for Neil. Not yeah. good from that yeah, uh, point of view. It was definitely a, a day to forget for, for Remy. He didn't, didn't have his best day either in his own end or... More firing the opposite end, but a good win for Leo, uh, for Nice, sorry. Um, and as I say, Didier Digar making a you know making a run at potentially being that guy, the caretaker who gets promoted, and we all know where that ends. But um, he's doing mm-hmm. a pretty good job so far. Two two wins for his first two at home, so good for him. Uh, Montpellier actually won a game of football, which will be pleasing Hallelujah. for you, Phil. <laughs> We're playing uh, PSG tomorrow, though. Oh, so. well, it can all come crashing to an end. But Steffi Mavadidi uh, getting back on the score sheet. He's had a, a tough season, but a double for him. 
securing the win over Osea, who continues to plummet down the table, unfortunately for them. Um, very much the game to avoid for the weekend was Claremont nil, Nantes nil. Nothing to see here. Uh, although Nantes have moved to address their lack of goals. We'll come on to that later. Strasbourg, uh, their mini run or mini revival came to an end as they lost at home to Toulouse, uh, in no small part due to Kevin Gamero uh, opening scoring, but also getting sent off in this game, although it was late on at uh, Delinga with a double for Toulouse, securing the points for them. They continue to impress many. Uh, poor old Tom continues to suffer as well. Might, might be his first ever sending off. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I read that somewhere. I felt like I didn't feel sorry for him because it was stupid, but I mean, if ever there was a sort of sending off just born of <laughs> pure yeah. frustration that he's not playing in a very good team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially at that stage of your career as well, where you just want to be having a nice, easy putting your feet up. It's not, not a relegation battle, is not the one. Um, Brest, uh, yeah, piled the pressure on Tom, unfortunately. Uh, poor old Angers, four nil defeats. Uh, Le Duron with the opener, um, Steve Meunier with the second, uh, Frank Honorat and Pierre Lise Melou with the uh, fourth goal. Some quite sad news, actually. I don't know if you saw this. Um, I think he lost his his young daughter, um, which was really sad oh. news. I read that in the week, so uh, yeah, quite an emotional moment for him. In, in this yeah, game. I think it was a few weeks ago. I don't know if he's been playing in between, but. I read, I read that, that it happened. I didn't. I must admit, I didn't didn't sort of see when it when it occurred. But yeah, it's quite sad, isn't it? I think just a reminder that uh, footballers are still human. So um, nice moment for him. Uh, Jaxio didn't have a nice moment, although they were largely on top in this game, but ended up losing two 0 to Leon. Much needed points for them as they continue to uh, push players out the door. Uh, Le Pendant with his first goal for the club, and Alex Lacazette, of course with the second. And finally, PSG, rather surprisingly, drawing at home to Ras on Sunday night. Uh, Neymar scoring from close range on 51 minutes before Marco Verratti, who had arrived as a second-half substitute, contrived to get himself sent off for what was a pretty, well, it was a pretty rough challenge on Junior Ito. Yes, mistimed, but... Should have, should have been playing in Brighton, shouldn't he? Or in red for Brighton? For... In red, for, yeah, he, he was linked, wasn't he, pre-season? Was it pre-season he was linked? Or was it recently that more recently that he was linked? The Japanese linked to uh, Mitoma, of course. But um, yeah, he, was, he got. It was more about the Fabinho foul that he got away with. Oh, I see. I thought he, I thought he was actually linked to Brighton. I was going to say. No. Um, yeah, how that wasn't a red. Well, yeah, we won't go <laughs> there. Um, but uh, yeah, Marco Verratti raking his studs down the back of Junior uh, Ito and was subsequently sent off by VAR. And in the very last minute, last kick of the game. Uh, through ball was uh, sort of latched onto by Fuller and Balogun, who continues to impress many in Liga uh, as he raced clear of uh, the ailing Sergio Ramos, rounded Donnarumma and uh, finished high into the net. And Will Steele, the, uh, the, the Belgian Englishman, he, continues he to impress. That. I mean, the oh, amount yeah. of effort that Ramos put into that game, they came roaring out the traps. I mm. think I was watching. And about half an hour in, they said, and that's Raz's fifth shot onto Hockett and PSG have managed one. I mean, they really did go for it. And yes, there were some kind of slightly random over the bar sent wide, but they were clearly 
annoying the shit out of the PSG backline, and I was very pleased to see that Balogun got his goal because that was a really, really solid, um, enthusiastic performance. I don't know if I'm just imagining this, but Ras do seem to be a bit of a bogey team. Yeah, but they're hard to beat, especially since Still has come in. I mean, they are well, sitting they, in They 11th. kind of, they try, which mm. I think is, um, they don't just sit back and try to not lose. Oh, no. They go forward and try to kind of mess things up, which yeah, like, is obviously what we all like to see, if you're yeah. not a PSG fan. So, yeah, that was... That was a fun game to watch, I think. Yeah. And uh, that result, after everything else that happened, I was thinking, oh, God, PSG are going to pull ahead now. But they couldn't manage to take advantage either. No. Earlier games, and then Lille couldn't, and then PSG couldn't either. So it's still... Kind of interesting at the top. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's. Um, let, let's let me put that question to you as well, then, Jez. I mean, sort of in the interest of say, rather than isolating games individually, let's look at the the top of the table. I mean, PSG have won. I think it's one in four now in the league, which is unprecedented. Galtier came out in the press this week and essentially threw his players under the bus a bit and and, and said that there wasn't enough effort potentially with some players. Um, the squad seems a bit disjointed all of a sudden there's talk of a few departures there is talk of one incoming as well and then below them Lance's form has tapered off a little bit three draws in the last five Marseille have won four and five but again yeah, Marseille going to Marseille in the nicest possible way and Monaco equal sort of form like three wins and two draws in the last five and Ren dropping away I guess to condense that all into one big box, where's your feelings, Jess? Because surely PSG's focus is, is ahead ahead of them is on Bayern Munich. Does that open the door for one of those four behind them to uh, to sort of push on and, and mount what could be a serious title challenge? The thing is, as we've said several times before, it's really all about PSG. I mean, I think all the other teams will, you know, do do their best, but none of them, are, you know, none of them are capable of sort of winning every match from here on in. They're they're, they're all capable in their different ways of of dropping points, and you know, depending on sort of what way you want to look at it, you could say well, it's to Lance's took credit that they fought back a couple of times, but their matches they should have won. Um, Monaco and Marseille. It's not too surprising that two decent teams cancelled each other out. Um, PSG, it's all about them. You know, they don't even need to be at their best to comfortably win the league. But at the moment, they're nowhere near at their best. And and as Gautier said, you know, it's um, I think he called it a crisis of complacency. Yeah. But it's none of that is exactly a surprise, and it's also a little bit more than that. And it's all the same things that we've said before: issues, issues in defence, a keeper who had a good game but distribution was bad. Um, a team that's completely cut in two, especially when they lose possession, 
um, the front players, the front three who never seem to all be motivated at the same time this week, yeah. to be fair, it was Neymar who seemed a little bit more up for it. Um, Verratti still managing to get himself into trouble. Um, Vitinha not looking good when he's not playing alongside Verratti. All the same kind of things. And um, I still expect that that they will win the league, but... Um, it would be nice to to see one of the others kind of maintain a challenge all the way through because, um, I mean, obviously partly just for the kind of reputation of the league, which, you know, compared to some of the other leagues, I think, you know, a few of the other leagues, there's there's teams running away with it. So mm. it's nice that it's still quite close. And it's, it's a shame that Lens, particularly with Marseille as well, didn't both win to kind of take a bit more advantage and creep a bit closer. Mm. I don't know, as, as you said, like we know that PSG's focus is, is the Champions League, so it will be interesting to see how they juggle them if they go further, because Bayern aren't exactly in, in good form at the moment either. So, no, I agree with that, yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's... Simple, there? I don't want to say it's a World Cup hangover in terms of players being tired from the World Cup. I think it was always going to be a question of, of attitude for certain players. Mm, yeah. I know, I agree with that. Well, what were you going to ask that Phil? Who, who's the coach of mine? Yeah, who is? Uh, I'll keep in... up right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, Summer. Yeah, Jan Summer. Oh, so that's who Omlin has replaced. Yeah, the merry-go-round of goalkeepers that happened last weekend, which, yeah, saw, saw yeah. my friend and yours, Benjamin Leconte, return to Montpellier and Omlin go to Gladbach and Summer go to Bayern. Because I, I was concerned about that, because Omlin has been great for mm. Montpellier, but Leconte came in and I think he and Mavadidi made it into L'Equipe's L'Equipe of the week. Yeah, he saved the pen so, in the last minute as well. Uh, yeah, hopefully. So, yeah. Losing a goalkeeper will not knacker Montpellier's chances of stabilising because they have. I I saw the, there was a, a wonderful graphic which was where all teams have moved so far in the season and Montpellier was just like a colossal tumble downhill. Um, yeah. So hopefully this is something they can get over. But as we did say, they are playing PSG on Wednesday. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah we will we'll definitely touch on those fixtures that are upcoming tomorrow at the time of recording this particular pod. Um, can I uh, risk a sort of you know, being retro hipster because he's very much kind of flavour of the of the moment after the PSG. And we were actually supposed to talk about him in the last pod and run out of time, but Will still is doing a superb oh, job. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think that, I mean, a lot of them have been draws, but they're unbeaten since he came in, which was sort of early October. Mm-hmm. His first match was against PSG as well. So, you know, he they failed to beat them twice. Mm-hmm. Um and although there's been lots of draws and they haven't scored a, a sort of shed loads, they have been playing really good progressive football, as Phil said. Like the first half, they they pretty much dominated. Yeah, and so unfortunate. Just dominating, you know, with sterile possession. They were they were going for it. They were making chances. 
And and yeah, as I said, Donnarumma had, in my opinion, a rare but a, a good game in terms of shot stopping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think what he's doing there, and again that they're, they're another team that are you know having or choosing or either way, I don't know, but to sell a lot of their top players each each summer and having to to an extent start again. Um, so yeah, he's I think he's doing a, a superb job and and looks a good character as well. Yeah, yeah. Does, if yeah. you um, uh, there were a couple of um, kind of uh, snippets on French TV, and obviously he speaks fluent French and no accent and whatever. But when he switches into English and swearing in English, <laughs> also no accent. So it's actually very funny. Yeah. Uh, to listen to him when he's uh, giving them very detailed kind of technical uh, instructions in French and then switches to perfect English and says, and we don't let the fuckers back out of it. <laughs> it is it is also very amusing. So yeah. I think he's, he seems to have a lot of enthusiasm and hopefully the kind of spirit to get Vaz going. And you could see that in the uh, PSG game. Mm. They they show no fear, Very which calm. I think is a really kind of encouraging thing to see yeah. uh, elsewhere in the table. Especially for the, you know, being a, a sort of a smaller quote-unquote club, you know, that, that isn't expected to do a huge amount. And this is, people will be able to look this up, I'm sure they've had it before, this is a guy who, you know, found his way in, into football via by, via playing football manager online. I mean, this, this is quite the story, but um, fair play to him and uh, absolutely fair play to, to Rams. Um, I do want to sort of narrow down on a, I, I, I want to keep this really short, Jess, because I feel like we've done this to death. Um, so I'm just going to simply ask you the question of the of the manager rather than the club. Is Laurent Blanc under pressure with Lyon? Uh, yeah, I think he is because all coaches are under pressure when yeah. um, sort of the, the ones that are the full guy when things go wrong. Mm. Um, I threw that at you. I apologise. Um, no, it's fine. And I, <laughs> I think that as, you know, as... as as much as they've made mistakes consistently the last few years in the transfer window and they're not, it's not the greatest squad ever. It's also a squad that should be doing a hell of a lot better than it is. Mm. Um, I agree with what you said the other day. Yeah. They weren't great against the Jaxio, but it was about winning just as against Strasbourg, they did play reasonably well and um, didn't, didn't necessarily get what they deserve from that game. Obviously, that that happens in football. So, mm. you know, I guess they'll be looking to bounce back. But um, they're not they're not playing well. I'm not sure they're having a very good transfer window either. Mm, yeah, they seem to be selling more important players than they're bringing in. Yeah. Um, there was there was also after the um, Adjusto game, there looked to be some. Handbags between him and Mantelloni. All doesn't appear to be well, does it? Because I was looking at the oh. records, and I think his record is actually very similar to to Peter Bosch's, which is definitely not praise. 
Um, and I guess the argument could be he hasn't, there's always this argument when they come in mid-season, you know, he hasn't had his own pre-season, hasn't bought his own players, etc. But even like, I think, like you mentioned there, Jess, like the recruitment seems very scattergun. Um, you, you know things are tough when Hussam Alwar is turning down Roma. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just, it just does seem like it's a little bit all over the shop um, and, and all is not well. And this is Leon, their ninth. I mean, you know, this is not, this is not a, all due respect, this is not rounds to lose, not this is a club that should be significantly higher. Um, I want to touch on the bottom with you as well, Phil, if I may, because there's a sea of red in the bottom three. There is one win in 15 games between Ajaxio, Osea and Angers. It's, uh, I think, I think we've all, sorry, Tom, if you're listening, close your ears. I think we've all accepted Angers are gone. Um, oh, no, 12, 12 league and losses in a row. Yeah. And they so well, I mean, the big, five. as much as anything well, else, they're, they're likely to lose, you know, arguably their only two or three decent players this window as well. Two have mm. already gone. So Nahi's gone to Marseille and Sofian Buffel has gone to Qatar today so yeah um so i think i think we'll write them off but if we look above them osara falling like a stone five straight defeats they've got minus 27 goal difference ajaxio four on the bounce and then even above them the mini revival of strasbourg's two unbeaten games and now a loss again how high are you taking it phil how how high are you taking this relegation scrap because you could throw trois breasts Montpellier, sorry, um, maybe Nantes, although with their firepower coming in, maybe that will change. But which clubs are those that you sort of looking at thinking, you know, if these runs continue, they're in real danger? Because four go, don't forget. Yeah, and I think foregoing is important, but I'd cap it at Montpellier, um, <clears throat> who I am obviously hoping will get themselves out of this. But up to not, and then there's a four point gap up to Toulouse. But not are in decent form when you look at their last, they've not got a loss in the last five. So if I expect, obviously, Montpellier to lose tomorrow, which will keep them in that uh keep them in that bottom section in the mix Nantes are playing Marseille so mm, probably won't do much but might get a point but yes it is looking at those kind of six at the bottom um it's going to be who can get out of their fastest. I well, think it's a. It's not just about um, who can get out of there. It's the speed you can get out of there because then that uh, gives you the impetus upwards, and uh, the teams below you have kind of the um, what's the word. The stasis. Yeah, or I suppose almost reverse momentum, if that's even a thing, yeah. where they start, once a team starts to slide, um, they okay. continue sliding, as is the case with those bottom three. Um, I, I'm i going to 
put my head on the block actually and say, I've got a weird feeling none are going to beat Marseille tomorrow. I don't know why. I just, something in me says that they will. Let, uh, it's just Mar- well, if Alban Lafont has an Alban Lafont game, hmm. yeah. I'm, I'm looking more at the, the Andy Delore effect. I mean, that transfer came out, oh, out of um, nowhere. Um, so as a happened. Montpellier fan, um, Andy Delore and Gaetan Laborde being shifted around all over the place is hmm. just annoying. I, 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 like, I like this, though. I feel like it's a good fit because one thing, not, you know, they are organised and, and sort of rigid defensively, but they do they do like a goal score. And I feel, I feel like that move could be mm-hmm. really good. Similarly, as much as it breaks my heart, Terra Moffi going to Nice could well be pivotal for them in, in terms of goal scoring to get them up, up the table. But yeah, I, I fancy that Nantes might win that game and pull away and then arguably could that draw to lose in. But I, I sort of feel like it is Montpellier down at the moment. Montpellier, Trois, yeah. Brest. Um, Trois have got a bit of quality. Then They brought in Jeff Rain Adelaide. That one really was out of the blue because he was all set to go to Sevilla. But I believe, I don't think he failed a medical, but I think they had concerns over his fitness. Um, so he's ended up at Trois, which could be a very good signing for them. They don't have the same stand. Not quite, no. You might worry about that. Yeah, Seville probably is maybe a little bit more um, tempting than than Trois. No offence, but yeah, um, they brought in a couple. Although of Seville were in relegation trouble this year. Yeah, they won their last couple, but. I must confess, I was more going to the weather. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. They are towards the, the mid mid table downwards, aren't they? Of, of La Liga. Um, I think they were, were they just just replacing the coach? Anyway, I digress. Um, before we look ahead to those games that are upcoming tomorrow, and we'll have a little peek at some of these transfers to wrap things up. Uh, Jez, have you got some? There's always that. I just talked about reverse reverse momentum which is a phrase i'm going to copyright is there a case in that middle section of the league if if we assume that the top four or five are going to be in and amount in and amongst those places is there a team that sit in that middle ground that you think might just make a play for potentially these european spots um i mean looking at sort of Lille and leon as the obvious too but can you rule out a club like Claremont or even the aforementioned Rams from making a bit of a shot? Because if the teams above them continue to be patchy, they've only got but three or four wins together and, and Europa League is, is is within reach. Or am I just being a bit romantic? No, I, I definitely think that there's possibility there. I mean, yeah, they're coming from a little bit behind, but, and you know, there's a big gap from, from Lille to Claremont from seventh to eighth. Um, but, you know, Lorient have gone through a pretty bad patch. And I know they had sort of a good head start from the start of their season, but but they're still right up there. Um, Lille is still... Lille, we know, have got the quality. And Clermont, to be fair to them, you know, I certainly wouldn't have expected them to still be um, so high at this stage. So... Um, I think any, any of them... And I'm just, yeah, looking down... You know, Ras and Toulouse, 26 points. It feels a little bit too far. And, and as I said, although Klaus have been on a, on a great run, I think, um, you know, the, as I said, a lot of them have been draws and I think maybe they'll, they'll miss out on... Balogun obviously is doing a great job, but 
maybe there's there's not enough people sharing the the sort of scoring workload and and maybe yeah. that will do for them i don't know but um we know that Lyon, Nice and arguably Reims and Toulouse have got the quality to put a good run together, but I just feel like maybe they're all a little bit too far behind. Yeah, yeah. I, I did, yeah, I do think I'm probably with you. I'm, I'm being a little romantic in hoping that maybe one of those could break through, but uh, I, I Lord have... Lorient Laurie on interesting one because they've, considering that they're, they're having such a good season, I just find it strange that they've had such a busy transfer window. I mean, in as well as out, to be fair. But yeah, just yeah. Think, considering that they're in such a good position to make a push for Europe, why get rid of like two of your main strikers and yeah. whoever you're getting rid of, why unsettle the squad? I mean, if it's because they've got fantastic um, videos to announce new players, then fair <laughs> enough. But it seems... It seems a bit a bit extreme. <laughs> well, I I can speak from I guess semi experience, and that will nicely transition us into the the business that has been done. Uh, we're recording at half past six, so a lot can change in the next few hours, of course, as I think Stingray once said. Um, but yeah, as as it stands, I mean, looking at Lorient, as you said, been busy. Uh, Jean Victor Mackengo's come in today from Udinese, which is a fairly marquee signing, but. The two over the weekend are interesting. Bamba Dieng, who you assume will replace Tara Moffi now, and Roman Fev has arrived from Lyon on loan, which I think is actually pretty good business. The key one for me is can they keep Lefay beyond this this window? I think that's the big one. But they've if also Mikengo lost... does as well as the last midfielder that, that joined France from Udinese in Seco for Funner, then he's done. Yeah. Then there's a player there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And Talk, uh, by the go... way, talking Udinese. Florian hmm. Tonvin has gone to Udinese. Has he gone there? I heard yeah, I heard that being talked yeah. about because he was released by um by uh, uh the Mexican team, wasn't he? I forget Tigres. what it was. Tigres, yeah, he's released, yeah. Um Gignac's still there, isn't he? He's still having a, having a lovely time. Yeah. Um but yeah, good good luck to uh to Floto. Um the the big sort of outgoing really from Laura's point of view, aside from Terra Moffi, 15 million, but the twenty odd million of Dango Watara to Partner club Bournemouth, we have to say now, is, is the interesting one. Uh, Matt Seymour's gone. Hasn't he already got an assist? On yeah, him? yeah. He played in the FA Cup game and looked pretty good. And uh, I was telling everybody, I don't think he was ready for this level. So it shows what I know. Um, although it's one game. So, you know, we shall see. I've had, um, I've had fun today telling loads of Everton fans they don't need to worry about losing out on Suleimana. Yeah, I saw your tweet about that. Yeah, it did make me <laughs> chuckle. Uh, he's off to Southampton, by the way, from Wren, by the sounds of things. Uh, PSG are looking to bring in Hakim Zayech from Chelsea, which is a, an interesting one. I presume he basically replaces Pablo Sarabia, who went to Wolves. Um, Marseille have been busy. Wolves, Wolves. Wolves. Come on. Well, yeah, it's, it's an odd one, but I think that's a bit of money talking there and possibly the link to uh, the coach, because um, I think they, they go a bit back to severe, the severe days. So lots of severe links here today. Um Marseille have strengthened with mainly uh, Onahi and Malinovsky. There is talk of more. There is talk of a few things going on. Um, they're, 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 signing, they're signing another Vitinha. Yes. Uh, this is the lad from Braga, isn't it? The striker? Yeah. yeah. I think they've beaten Southampton to his, to his signature. Um, yeah, I, I must, must confess, I don't know a lot about him. Um, but, yeah. um, well, the Devar... Uh, 
pictures from our um, ultras holding a scarf with him. So yeah, pretty much done deal then. Me suspects but they've they've shipped a few out though. We mentioned Dieng's gone. Luis Suarez, not that one. The other one went back to Spain to Almeria. Um, Gerson's so gone back to, to Brazil. about well. Guendouzi being sold. Oh, yeah, v- Villa are keen. That's gone anywhere. Unai Emery is keen to reunite with him, apparently. It's whether money talks um, on that one. I think that might go late into this evening, although I suspect he's probably going to stick around. Um, and then just a filtering through of some of the other ones that caught my attention. Um so Benjamin Lecomte returned to Monaco only to go to Montpellier. So we mentioned that because he was on loans. So it's a bit of a confusing one. Um, also, Matt Seymour was just mentioning he has returned to Monaco, having been on loan at Lorient. So he's gone back. Um, William Goebbels, remember him, free transfer to Switzerland. So things potential didn't work out for him. Carl Toko Akambe left Lyon to go to Rennes. Uh, I'm not sure whether he took the bin with him that he kicked last week. Uh, probably not. Loic Belde uh, also to Nottingham Forest from, from Rennes. That was another one that happened. Um, well, Alfred Gomez. The didn't he come back from Nottingham? Oh, sorry. Yes, he returned. Then went to Sevilla, didn't he? Sorry. Yeah, my apologies. Returned and then went back out again. Um, Matty Sablin has gone to Osea. You, you imagine that's going to be... I'll say as up a door, that's their opportunity to hopefully get some goals to keep. Well, I thought that was a good one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does it makes a lot of sense as well, doesn't it? He'll get game time there as well. Costil's um, left. What's her? Yeah, I, I, I Lille was back up to. Seems a bit of an odd one though, maybe. I mean, Lille with their goalkeepers. I don't know. Maybe it is strange, unless maybe he's been given, you know, been told he can become a goalkeeping coach after or something yeah true or it's just a very good payday of course yeah yeah that is fair fair point um a couple of the other ones mario lamina also went to wolves he left nice uh we mentioned under Delors going to nantes today it looks like pretty good business on paper casper dolberg's left he's gone to okay. hoffenheim um morgan schneidlin's gone to enjoy his retirement in australia bless him um morgan sansos back in liga he's come in from aston Villa oh. on uh, yeah, Where? he's gone back. Gone to, he's gone, gone to Strasbourg uh, for the rest uh. of the season. Um, Frederick Gilbert, of course, also there. For, so two Villa players. Um, uh, Pierre Gabriel has exited Strasbourg, though. He's gone to Mainz. Um, Adrian Thomas, we mentioned coming in at Lens, seems like a fairly good signing. Malo Gusto, the big well, exit. That was one major within legal. Hmm. Transfer, yeah, and only it's... just under four million as well, which seems pretty yeah. good value, I think. And then scores already, yeah. Uh, Adrian Thomason, yeah, Thomason. who actually has Croatian roots. Uh, who knew that? Um, Leon have been busy as we mentioned in and out. We mentioned Fevre's deal and Jeffrey and Adelaide Tete's gone to, to Leicester as well. Um, and Malagusto has gone to Chelsea and then come back, so he signed for Chelsea. Uh, he will go over there in the summer, but he's come back on loan. And they've also signed Swedish. Was that because he described himself as a box-to-box fullback? Yeah, whatever the hell that means. Um, I suspect Leon will be one of those teams that are going to be quite busy this evening. There's quite a lot of ins and outs talk. They've signed a brilliantly named Brazilian tonight. Oh, this is the, is it William Affelson or something? I did see this. Jeffinho. Jeffinho, that's it, yeah. (laughs) 
it's blatantly made up, isn't it? He's actually called Nigel and he works for a brickies in Stevenage. Um, yeah, Jeffinho, fantastic. They, well, they want to sign Bakayoko as well. Yeah, yeah, Timo Bakayoko is on loan from Chelsea to Milan. If I'm not so mistaken, Jeffinho. Jeffinho, you couldn't make it. Up, okay. Um, another good signing, I thought. Uh, it's not happening because Chelsea want money from Milan to terminate the deal. Yeah, and then so yeah, Chelsea yeah. want money. Who'd have thought? It's almost like they've spent a lot of money recently. My heart bleeds for them. I know. It must be so hard. It's I actually saw a tweet like from a Chelsea he... play, a Chelsea fan today, saying, um, "These are the glorious days that they deserve after the really hard times they've been through the last <laughs> few years." Yeah, it's it's they are giving out these ludicrously long uh, contracts because someone in the finance department is all over capital assets and uh, what's it called? Uh, amortization. Yes, and I. I... I like to call it That's cooking the books. That's not a good look. No. Frankly. I, I suspect this will come to light more in the summer because I know Juventus have been stung a bit with this recently, haven't they, as well, this amortisation. It, it makes a lot of sense mm. from an accounting point of view. Hello, used to be an accountant. Mm. But as oh, it's soon clever, as you yeah. go over five years, that's not what kind of um, I don't know. Nothing will happen. Any of the rich English amortised over, and that lasts a lot longer than football. Mm. So yeah, nothing will happen. We know it I... won't happen. Like City got away with it, PSG got away with it. Juventus were only done internally; they weren't done by UEFA or anything. I would extend it beyond English clubs as well, as I would say. I'd say um, any large club, basically. Um, yeah, but especially the big English ones. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. 100%. But um, signing up for a year contract is just daft. Yeah, no, unless you're Arsenal and you signed your junior, but less said about that, the better. Um, <laughs> yeah, short-term deals, long-term deals. Who knows? What One deal that did capture but I my... thought Fabrizio Romano said you're definitely signing Caicedo. Yeah, negotiations were happening and at a crucial stage mm-hmm. uh, and yeah no, honestly wake me up tomorrow when it's all done um but yeah one one deal that did capture my interest or two actually both incoming to Nantes Florian Molle remember him Florian Molle he's come back from Schalke he's gone to Nantes and Jao Victor who's a pretty promising centre-back from Benfica 24 years old only 8 million euros I thought that was a really good um, sort of deal it's, it's a loan initially I should stress but apparently the deal's agreed for the summer so I thought that's pretty good business um, but we did have to wave goodbye to Fabio at the end so he's finally gone uh other than that just scanning down here leo jardim exiting leo hence the costil deal to come in as uh, zadadka also exiting leo to go to osea on loan seems like a decent bit of business uh kenny lala's back hurrah he has hey. rejoined uh Liga from olympiacos from stad brestois so he's in i like that they've also picked up albert ellis from bordeaux today 
Um, we mentioned Los Sona went to uh, St Etienne. That was a while back. Irvin Cardona, ah, oh, kind of sad. I still remember that goal. Uh, he's left Liga. He's gone to Germany with Augsburg. Um, and scanning down the rest of them, most of the others are kind of players that I'm not going to lie, haven't heard a lot of. Nico Koza leaving Montpellier to go to Wolfsburg. That's a bit of a blow for them. About Ren, Ren and Monaco had some interesting ins and outs, didn't they? Yeah, I think I mentioned some of them, but I might have missed some. Hang on, I'm just going down the list again. Hang on, where are we? Um, Ren, so oh, Monaco actually, they're first on the list. Uh, so but they, they brought in Masamba, who you would know more of from Mets, Jess. I don't know. Or has he gone back on loan and then gone back out? I get confused by these loans. I he's gone to nine. That. He's gone to nine. Again. That mess have not had a good transfer window, of course. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think there's talk of somebody else going out. Um, Benoit Badiashile, of course, was the big exit to Chelsea as well um, for Monaco's departures. There's quite a lot going on seemingly today as well. Um, I don't know. Have you heard any other movements with those two clubs today, Jess? Well, Spe- Spence has come in from Spurs to Ren. Oh yes, that's true. Yeah, I did see that one. Um, feeding off the great success of. Very well done. Yeah, indeed. This obsession with signing English players from uh, moderately sized clubs. Um, as you said, <clears throat> Suleimana leaving. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, as, as I said to Everton fans, I'll say the same if any Southampton ones are listening. I, if, um, you know, he looks great on a YouTube compilation, but for me, he's not. He's not a player that's going to save you from relegation. And in 18 months, I know that he's got good competition at Ren, but in 18 months, he's barely started a game. Mm. Um, and his stats, you know, considering even if he's not starting of all the positions, you know, an exciting dribbly winger should be exactly the kind of player that can make an impact as a sub. He's yeah. barely done that either. So I feel like he's got a bit of Doku syndrome about him. Like all Yeah, flash. yeah, they've got two of them oh. like that. Yeah. Mm. Um yeah, it yeah. does does seem interesting. I, I tell you, the only other one that I uh, did pick up on was Isaac Toure, who, when he came in at Marseille, I think there's a lot expected of him. He's the giant centre half. He's also gone on loan to Orsay. So when you look at Orsay's business, I would say they've probably done the best of the clubs down the bottom end. Um, but it's how quickly they can uh, they can sort of establish those players into the the system. And they brought in Radu, the goalkeeper from Inter, who, being an Inter fan, I can tell them. Um, I'll say, fans, if you're listening, don't Google his name uh, with the word mistake next to it because it was he well, he dropped some clangers for Inter. That's all I'm going to say. So let's hope he's a bit better for for Oxair. Um We will go over any of the other major deals in the window on next week's show because obviously we've got time to go before uh, this particular round of transfers wraps up later on tonight. But we will quickly look ahead to the games. Tomorrow, it is uh, an English week, as the uh, Germans call it, where we have a full programme of games tomorrow, Wednesday, the 1st of February. Uh, they are Angers hosting Ajaxio, bit of a six-pointer there. Uh, Nantes, as we mentioned earlier, on hosting Marseille. Uh, Lille against Clermont, which is also a pretty good six-pointer. Um, similarly, could be said of Rams lorient some good fixtures here. Toulouse against Troyes. Monaco, Auxerre, Montpellier, PSG, which I believe is the live game on BT in the evening. Uh, Lyon against Brest, uh, Lens against Nice. That's got quite watchable about it. Um, as potentially has Rennes against Strasbourg. Uh, permutations at both ends 
of the table. So those will be the games that we get in midweek. Uh, and because we're obviously not going to pod before the weekend, um, the weekend's games also return in full force. On Saturday, we see PSG against Toulouse, uh, as well as Trois-Leon and Rennes against Lille as the evening game. That one's probably one to watch. And then on Sunday, you've got Clermont-Monaco in the early game. Ajaxio, Nantes, Auxerre-Rouse, Lorient-Angers and Strasbourg-Montpellier, the 4pm games. And then Brest-Lens in the 4.05 slot finished off the weekend with a tasty little fixture between Marseille and Nice, which I suspect will be fairly spicy if uh, previous encounters have anything to go by. So a pretty good week ahead of Liga action. Um I think we're going to leave it there for this week because I feel like we have, we've delved in, we've we've done our our, uh, our due diligence on what's happening. So keep your eyes on the uh, on the transfer window. Maybe avoid um, certain people giving you false rumours because who knows what will go down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's your... as if certain journalists are doing the work of agents for them. Isn't it just funny? Yeah, funny how that seems to work. Yeah, touting their players around left, right and centre. Um, but I know I know, I can speak for Phil on this one and I think I can probably speak for Jez as well. I think we'll all be happy when this window closes and we can get back to uh, the football on the pitch and we all know who's playing for who once again. So uh, by this time next week, we will know that at least until the summer. So happy days. Right, um, Phil, thank you very much for coming back on. Uh, good luck against PSG tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that sums it up nicely. I'll be watching. <laughs> and uh, Jez, in your continued push for promotion from Liga, um, let's hope Nets can, um, well, just carry on their merry way, really. I mean, you know, you've still got an outside shot, right? Yeah, it's an outside shot, but not going to happen. Bordeaux is a tough one, isn't it, to get past? Really, Sasha are just above you, but yeah, love seems to have pretty much got it sewn up. So it's sort of one one place for a few teams. I just, I, I don't think Messer. I don't think they. Well, we'll see, but I, I don't think they're good enough. Keep the faith, although keep that uh, Bastia train behind you because they are on a roll right now. Remember them. Anyway, that's for another day. Uh, but yeah, thank you, just for your time. Much appreciated. No problem. And uh, we will be back, as I say, uh, this time. Well, we're recording on a Tuesday. We may well be back next Monday, if not the Tuesday, depending on schedules. But we'll be back next week to talk about the weekend's action. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have uh, a little result rundown of the midweek action as well. So until then, uh, thank you for bearing with us in the week off. Uh, enjoy your French football, whichever game you're taking on. And we'll speak to you very soon. <laughs>